0: Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey everybody, welcome to another incredible episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. I am so thrilled that you chose to join with us today. Hey, we're gonna jump right into the topic at hand. We're gonna pick up where we left off last week. As we do that, hey, do me a favor, share this podcast out with your friends and family, put it on social media. Come on, let's let's inundate social media with the good news that's out there. We got a lot of bad news out there. It's time that we put some good news out there. And so do me a favor and do that. And I just want to tell you a big thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. So today we're going to pick up where we left off. Last week, we were talking about 10 life lessons that ministry has taught me. And these are things that are very practical, challenging, um, but uh, very relevant to, to where we're at in life. And so just as a refresher, the first thing we said is um, that we need to discover our gifts and operate in it. So don't just find out which what God has gifted you in. Do something with it. Come on, everybody, use that gift. Like y- your life will never make sense until you discover the the reason why you're on this planet. Your gifting. But then don't just discover, allow the God of the universe to flow through you to touch somebody else, and you'll come back to me and think, huh, that's the greatest thing I've ever experienced. There's nothing like it. Here's number two, gifts change at different times in your life. And so know that just because you were good at one thing at a younger age doesn't mean that you're going to be gifted, and your giftings will mature. Number three, love life, enjoy living, laugh out loud. Uh, life is too short to to be a Scrooge. Life is too short to get all, you know, wound up and everything. Come on, everyone, laugh, have fun. Go ahead and and do that. I give you permission to go have fun. All right. Um, number four, don't make excuses. Assume responsibility, and that's a big one. You know, uh, everybody loves to blame other people and make excuses why things didn't get done we're going to take responsibility. We said we're going to take responsibility for our families, for our spiritual life, for our 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 church. Come on everyone, for our church, for for our retirement, for our health. And then the, the fifth thing we tackled last week is that life is not easy. But that's okay. Roll with it. So don't life is tough. That's a fact. No matter who you who you are, you're going to have challenges. Um but those challenges don't have to stop you. Just roll with it, all right? Like water off a duck's back. All right, here's where we're going to start new, new content today. And that's this. Number 6, stay away from negative people. You know, I don't think that we would have seen all the things God has done in our ministry had I hung out with a bunch of naysayers, people that are filled with doubt and unbelief. You know, just like oh my goodness, I don't know if it's ever gonna happen. No, I try to stay away from from them. And what I mean by that is uh, that doesn't mean that I won't like, you know, go say hi to them and love on them, and uh, but they're not going to be a part of my close um, inner circle. See, I love what James Williams said. He said this: "The greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives." by altering their attitude of mind. Think about this. Let me ask you a question. I want you to think, was Jesus ever negative? Was Jesus ever negative? And I think you know the answer, he's not. And the Bible says that our attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. So the the standard of the model that we're to, to live up to is not another person, you know. I've heard people say, "Well, you know that 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 Christian that I was, you know, admiring, or that pastor or ministry leader, you know, they they messed up or they botched it here." And so my whole uh, thought about Christianity, my hopes have been dashed about Christianity because of what what they've done. Well, you've got your eyes on the wrong person. Our eyes need to be on the Lord. And I, I ask you the question: Was Jesus ever negative? And so when I think about that, I think, man, Chris. For me personally, um, I've got to make sure that I'm, uh, I have that same attitude as Christ Jesus did and has. So I, I stay away from them. Listen to this Thomas Edison had 1,093 inventions, he held a, a new patent every year for 65 years. The guy was so optimistic um, in everything that he did. I mean, he saw the best, he believed the best. He lived in West Orange, New Jersey, and his factory, uh, his laboratory factory was the size, you ready for this, of three football fields. It housed all of his ideas, all of his inventions, all of his products and research. However, in December of 1914, it caught fire. And Thomas Edison standing there looking at his laboratory burning to the ground. This is what he said. He said, "Hey kids, go get your mama <laughs> cuz she's never going to see another fire like this one." Now, most people would have been crushed by that. Instead, he said, "I'm 67, but I'm not too old to make a fresh start." And the guy continued to invent, he continued to create. Most people would have again throwing in the towel. But not him. And I love that. And if somebody can do that for inventions, how much more can we not do that for the things of God? How much more can we not do that for our families and our spiritual life and the influence that God has given to us. So again, I would just encourage you, number 6, I've learned this, stay away from negative people. I I try to stay away from negative pastors. You know, when when there, you know when we first built this building, I had a uh, a number of different pastors that were very negative to me. They're like, I don't think that that can happen and you know that's just, that's really dangerous to try to sell an old building and buy land and build a building and I've seen it just crush all kinds of of pastors and destroy congregations. And man, I, I just don't think that you guys can raise the money, and it's just not going to happen. Like there was not a single bit of positivity in the whole thing, and I thought, well, I know what God has told me to do. I'm if if I would have continued to hang out with those people, like it would have, it would have put a cap, a lid on our potential. No, no, no. I want to get around risk takers. I want to get around people that think big, that believe big, that are optimistic. And even though there's challenges, yes, I'm not going to deny the challenges, but I'm going to push against them and trust in my great God because not one of us have ever outbelieved God. So I'm going to see the fresh day. And if it's raining outside, instead of being negative, I'm going to say, God, thank you so much for the rain because I know that the grass needed it. If it's sunny outside, I'm not going to complain whoa, it's so hot. God, thank you so much because now we have an opportunity to enjoy this day. You know, uh, mountain biking through the th- through the trails or enjoying the uh, the pool. Uh, I'm going to find opportunities all around, and I'm going to distance myself from the negative because I don't need that um, hindering the the gifts of God in the inside of me. Listen. Listen, listen, Linda, 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 listen, Linda, listen. Uh, and in case you don't know what that is, that that's a fun little video of, of a little kid that Tatum and I listen to that all the time. We laugh so hard. If you've never seen it, check it out. Listen, listen, Linda, Linda. Uh, but negativity will quell the, the preferred future, the, the giftings on the inside of you. And you are too valuable. Please listen to me. You're too valuable to let somebody else um, really uh, make you anemic when it comes to your, uh, your your mindset towards the potential of what God wants to do through you. So distance yourself from the negative, okay? Here's the seventh thing, uh, seventh life lesson that ministry has taught me. And that's this, look at everyone that you meet as God's appointment. Because truth is, you never know. I mean, have you ever had that happen to you? Listen, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that you accidentally just bump into somebody and start talking and you're like, oh my goodness. So for instance, um, our neighbors. Uh, I was out mowing the yard. Oh, this was uh, just a couple weeks ago. I was mowing the yard and our neighbors who had just moved in were outside at the same time. And we really haven't been able to kind of see them. They had they had moved into that house during the COVID, um, uh, the the quarantine and and, and all of that. And so we really never got a chance, chance to meet them. And so they're they're Indian, and he's some kind of an engineer at one of the big uh corporations around here. And so I'm out mowing, and he comes by and I said hello to him, and he's, and we started talking. And all of a sudden, he asked me the question. He's like, well, what do you do for a living? And I, and I tell people all the time that I can shut down a party faster than you can start one when people ask me that question. And so I told him, I said, um, and I knew. I was I was waiting for the facial expression because every whenever I tell them I'm a pastor, I wish you could see the look on people's faces. They're like, you're a what? You're, huh? You're you're a what? <laughs> it's, it's awesome. In fact, uh, Tatum and I we we had gone up to Niagara Falls. Uh, this was a couple years ago, and uh, there was a couple in the church. They have a beautiful little uh, lake house up there, and they let us uh, stay in their their lake house for free. And they have a little Porsche nine eleven that they they have up there, and they said, "Hey, Chris, go take go take it out. You can you know go drive into Canada and all that." So Tatum and I we drove into Canada and uh, we were coming back. We were trying to go through uh, customs, and the customs agent looked at us and said, he asked us a question while he's looking at the passports before we could be allowed back in America. And he said, uh, so tell me what you do for a living. I said, well, I'm a pastor. And when I said that, he looked at me, and he looked at Tatum and I in a Porsche 911, and he goes, all right, I'm gonna need you guys to get out of the vehicle. Something's fishy here. I said, no, "No, no, sir. I promise you, we are pastors." She said, "Well, you guys don't look like pastors, and you're driving a Porsche 911." Like the the experiences that I've had in in the years when people have asked me, "Hey, what what do you do for a living?" Um, anyways, back to my story. Sorry, that was a butterfly moment. But my neighbor asked me, he said, "What do you do?" And I told him, I said, "Well, I'm a pastor." He said, "Really?" Uh, he said, man, you don't look like a pastor. I said, what does a pastor look like? And uh, so he he actually began to ask me some questions. And he was curious about it. He's like, well, tell me what is, is, and he just started describing kind of more of like a Catholic, you know, church or whatever. I said, no, we actually have a lot of fun. We got a band. We got lights, a lot of young people, cool music. It's very relevant in the, the speaking And I said, and we believe in the miraculous. I said, in the last, golly, in the last two years, we've seen like 60 notable miracles, like muscles growing back and cancer healed and back problems gone and skin conditions and ears opening up. I mean, all kinds of miracles. And as I'm talking to him, he's leaning in more and more. And about 35 minutes go by, 35 minutes and at the very end of it he said I've never heard of anything like that he said would I be allowed to come to your church and I thought what do you mean are you allowed but I I told him I said of course I said in fact I I will have a seat right next to me and I want you to be my guest here in the church and listen you know that opened up a He said, man, I'm just so curious about all of it. And that opened up a door of conversation. And so him and I, we continue to text back and forth, texting about the things of God, texting about paint colors and homes. But we are are reaching into his life, and that's not accidental. You got to realize that everyone that you meet is not an accident. It's a God appointment. So when you're at the grocery store and checking out, um, realize some of the people that you're interacting with, God might want, want to use it. Keep your head on swivel, all right? Here's the eighth thing that life uh, and ministry has taught me, and that's this. Never do anything well. Listen, never do anything well. Instead, do it with excellence, Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, it says that Daniel distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps because he had had an extraordinary spirit. So the king planned to set him over the whole realm. In fact, let me give you seven habits of highly excellent people. Number one, excellent people pursue what they love. I mean, passion is an incredible motivator. And excellent people, they have a habit of pursuing what they love. Number two, do the hardest work first. So let me explain that. Most great leaders practice delayed gratification. They take on the difficult work first before they do anything else. In fact, I do that in my life right now. Uh, In fact, I do that when I eat on my plate. If there's something that I like the least, that's what So I'm gonna I'm gonna eat that broccoli first. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat that asparagus, those Brussels sprouts, those lima beans. I'm oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat those first, and then I can go on to what I enjoy, you know, more late, later on. But I do that in my my own life. So when I'm at the gym, I I do the thing that I hate the the most first. When it comes to work, I'm going. Listen. Not everything that I do do I love doing, Um, uh, but I'm going to get those hardest things. I'm going to get those things done first. Here's the third thing, and that's this. They fight against static satisfaction. Uh, John Rooney said this, the quickest way to become an old dog is to stop learning new tricks. Boy, isn't that true? How many people have you known throughout the years that they don't learn anymore. They just, we, we've got to fight against static satisfaction. Fight against it. Constantly be learning, learning learning more things about the Lord. There is depth to God's word, I promise you, that you have never even scratched the surface of. There is there, there, there is basically what you read, but there is layer after layer after layer of God's word that if you'll go in a study, it will burn. Blow your mind at what is embedded into God's Word. Become static. Uh, Don't become static. Fight against static satisfaction. How about this one? Here's the fourth thing. They are self-disciplined. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. They're self-disciplined. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. So develop great habits in in your life. I think habits are a gift from God. They really are. You can have bad habits that keep you doing the wrong things, but you can have great habits that keep you doing the right thing. Self-disciplined. Here's the fifth one. They have a plan. And can I just remind you, hope is not a plan. Now, you need hope. Hope is a good thing but it's not a plan. Make sure you have a plan. You know, what we say to our staff all the time is that those that sweat in preparation don't bleed in battle. So make sure that you have a plan. Number six, they associate with others who have a spirit of excellence because that spirit of excellence is caught, not taught. And when you see things of excellence, man, it draws your eyes to it. It draws your attention to it. Listen, that's why we care about how we do ministry here at church. We we want to do it with the spirit of excellence. Because I don't think that the world should outshine the church. I think man, if we're going to lead people in worship, I think that it should be done Listen, the Bible says to play skillfully before the Lord. You know that, right? It says play skillfully. Don't just, you know, be, you know, haphazard about it, and that's what our team is. They they practice they hone in on their craft so that they can lead us into worship with excellence we're going to do that and then here's the last thing number 7 uh they take action i uh, um you, you know a uh, a pet peeve or a uh, thing that i a, a character flaw that i see in in so many different people is where people say, yeah, I've had that idea for a long time. So they've had the idea, but they've never implemented it. They've never taken action. So don't just have great ideas. Do something with it. Like, step out with it. Uh, Take action, okay? So number eight of these 10 life lessons that ministry has taught me is never do anything well. Do it with excellence. Okay. Here's number nine. Keep your promises. So under promise and over deliver. Proverbs 22, verse one says, choose a good reputation over great riches. So um, let me say it like this. The name of your family, our church, your business, it's priceless. Protect it. Listen, I've told our kids that I have said no to a lot of things so that you can have a great name. So don't don't you kids go say yes to things that's going to tarnish the Lindbergh name. No, build on this legacy. Keep your promises. So let me say it like this: How about how about we beat deadlines? Boy, what would that look like if we if we actually beat a deadline? What if we were so focused? that we actually were able to accomplish the goals that we have put in place for for ourselves. How about this? Come under budget. <laughs> I'm telling you that uh whoever your direct oversight would love you if if you would come under budget. How about do it? How about this? Do it with fewer people. Listen, if you've been guilty of breaking promises, start today and rebuild trust now here's the thing about trust you, it can take a l- lifetime to build trust and it can be gone in one moment I mean we've seen that here recently in the news with you know some of these ESPN reporters or news reporters uh, politicians uh, pastors um, you can you can spend a lifetime building trust where people will finally trust you and then in one moment it's gone so keep your promises under-promise, and over-deliver. And ministry has taught me that. And here's the last thing I give you. And this one is so good. Develop a team in everything you do. So uh, I wrote this down. It's hard to rock the boat when you're helping to row the boat. Oh, that's so good. If you didn't just say amen at that, I, I don't know. I mean... Listen, it's hard to rock the boat when you're helping to row the boat, so develop team in everything that you do. Uh, in fact, I took that word team, and I, I want to turn it into an acrostic. The T stands for together, so so don't, don't do it alone. You, you weren't made to live life alone, but together. I, let's do it together. We are better together. Do you know that one horse pulling by itself can pull nine tons? But two horses pulling together can pull 30 tons. It's amazing what we can do when we stick together. I mean, think about the snowflake. It's the, one of the, the most fragile of all of God's creation, but just look at what it can do when it sticks together. So the T stands for together, E, everyone. Everybody has a role to play. Everybody is a 10 in one, day, one area of their life. I remember my dad telling me that years ago. He, he, he told me, he said, Chris, not everybody is, um, he said, Chris, he said, you're not great at everything, but you are great at something, and you need to explore and find out what that is. Find the area that you are incredible at. You know, I, t- I, I look at some of our, our life group leaders here at the church, and I'm like, you guys are incredible. Unbelievable, Uh, the way that you pastor folks, and the way that, I mean, someone goes to the hospital and you just surround them with love, and they 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 have meals, and you have you have you have people coming over to their house. You're hiring people to come over there and and clean the home, and you love them, and the way that you you facilitate discussion, and there's such authenticity, and you pray together, you do life together. I'm thinking, I I I couldn't do that as well as you can, uh. Our, our, our worship team here on Sundays, here's another example. So, uh, you know, they're here early in the morning on Sundays. They're here probably 6.30, they get here, 6.45. And then they're here for all three services. And then by the time they finally leave, a lot of times it's like 1.30 uh, on Sunday afternoons. It It's an entire day. And our Tech Art team's. And so we provide some food for them because we want them to to be taken care of. And so we've uh, we've been, you know, ordering in like these Einstein bagels and cream cheese. Well, one of the ladies in the church found out that, man, we were just picking up bagels and some cream cheese. And she said, if you'll give me the same amount of money that you're spending on that to buy those Einstein bagels let me whip up something for everybody that I think you might enjoy even more. And so it was uh, a couple weeks ago, I came into the green room here and oh my goodness, I'm like, there is a buffet for a king in here. It was, uh, it, in fact, it was on July 4th. She had taken all these little, uh, American flags and put them in these little muffins. Uh, and, and she had arranged it. And there was a little sign there that said, thank you so much for all that you do. We love you. Hashtag dream team. Uh, there there was uh, she created like flowers out of these little uh, uh uh like a cheese platter she she built it all created it all and did it cheaper than what we were paying Einstein bagel to do and it was like fresh fruits and food and all this and i'm thinking wow everybody has a role to play i took pictures of it because it was so beautiful i said you have a gift come to find out she went to college her degree is in event Planning. Uh, and I'm thinking there's no way I could have ever done that. And there was a need that we had to honor our team for all this work. And she's like, Thank you for giving me this opportunity to use these gifts to be able to bless, to bless those that are that are serving the Lord. And I'm thinking I, just, I, I thanked her over and over and over and over because she did it under budget and made it like fun. It was awesome. And so she's been doing that every week. So everyone has a role to play. Everyone is a 10 in some area of their life. So together, everyone accomplishes. Um, hey, let, let's build something that will outlive us. Let's accomplish something. I love what Mark McGuire said when he hit his 61st home run, breaking Roger Maris's home run record. He quoted Winston Churchill, and he said this, history will be good to me, for we intend on writing it. Yeah history is going to be good for us because we intend on writing it. So accomplish big things in our church, your family, your business, your health, your finances. Together everyone accomplishes more. Team. Spell that's an acrostic. Together everyone accomplishes more. And my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever Ask or think. And I like that. Margaret Mead said this Never doubt that a small group of of thoughtful, committed people can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And hey, everyone, God's not called you to fail. He's not called us to be mediocre. He's called us to be light in the middle of a very dark world. And so stand with your head held high. Walk strong. You just need to know by the fact that you are listening to this podcast today, you are an exceptional leader. You are one that is growing in your your walk with God, in your ability to learn. And I wanna just tip my hat to you and tell you that I'm so proud and I am cheering and praying for every person that is listening to this podcast. In fact, that's how I wanna close it out today. So let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the individual that's listening right now. And I just pray, Lord, that you would would give them your strength. And as you have been encouraging them in some different areas of their life, I just pray, God, that you would help them to excel. I pray, God, that you would help them to elevate and rise to the level of what you've always dreamed for them. Lord, they, they are your masterpiece. So, Lord, I pray that Wonderful Holy Spirit, you would be with them today. I pray that the angels of the Lord would protect them as they travel, as they go. And Lord, we just declare that this is the day that you've made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Bless your people, I pray. In Jesus' strong name, I ask. Amen. And amen so be it well hey everybody what an honor it has been today to be able to speak into your life if you enjoyed this podcast today why don't you share it out on social media and uh, i'm so excited to be back next week with tatum and i it's we're gonna have a lot of fun so make sure you you're back with us subscribe to the podcast god bless you everybody hope you have a great day bye-bye